Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is a special guest by the name of Renee Davis, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her. So Renee Davis, she is the Director of Lactation and WIC Liaison for Rumble Tough. Prior to this, she worked in WIC for nearly a decade and a half as a breastfeeding peer counselor and ran a lactation program at a local pharmacy. She also sees patients at a pediatric chiropractic clinic where she specialized in treating infants, children, and adults with oral restrictions. Her goal is to provide the support family needs along their breastfeeding journey she is a mom to four and a grandmother to many. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Renee Davis. Hello, hello. It's so nice to be here with you, Genesis. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Renee. And I want you to have fun in this segment. And the audience wants to be able to connect with you in a fun, personal, and professional manner. So let's jump into the connection part of the segment. There are two options to choose from. You could either do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Oh, 10 questions. Here we go then, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Renee and Genesis. <laughs> do, 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 do. Question <laughs> number one. What's one thing you love about being a lactation consultant? Oh, the heart connection with families that need help. Question two, what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Something else. Oh, what's that something else? <laughs> well, I like dry red wine. I'm a wine girl. Well, but if it's the morning, I like coffee. And in the evening, I like wine. I love that. So in the mornings, her coffee. In the evening, she has a nightcap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Question three, what's one word to describe you? empathetic. Question four, being a mom of four, what's one piece of advice you would give to a new or seasoned mama? Lower your standards. Okay. I could, I could use that mm -hmm. one. Question mm -hmm. five, if you could trade places with anyone for about 24 to 48 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? I would just be me. Question six, would you rather a dream car, dream home, or heck, let's go big and have both? Mm, I, I mean, if we're going to go both, I might as well go both. <laughs> Love it. Question seven, what is one myth that people confuse lactation consultants with? Well, they think we're... we're either doctors or we're lactation experts or la I don't know, they call us all weird things. They don't understand the training that goes behind being a, a lactation consultant. That's for sure. Love it. Question eight. Keep me honest here. We're on eight, right? Yep. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> so 
what is your biggest fear, but it actually built character in you? Probably hurting someone else's feelings. And I, I had to, I had to learn that I have to be true to myself. So even if that happens, I try for that not to happen, but if I have to, I have to be true to myself. I love that. Question nine, what is your favorite book or movie? Harold and Maude is my favorite movie. Released in 1971. <laughs> People are going to think that's weird, but I love that movie. <laughs> At question 10, here are the rules. It is our pass or play question. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me any question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up. Robin, fire. So do you want to pass or play? Let's play because I don't have a question ready. <laughs> okay. The last question. You just won the lottery. Cha -ching, cha -ching, cha -ching. However, here's the caveat. You must donate to three charities of your choice before the proceeds are released. What charities are you donating to? Um, I am donating to the pantry, which is a local um, food pantry here, but they create meals and teach families to cook. We already donate to them anyway, but I would love to be able to do that more. Um, I would probably donate to Planned Parenthood because I do think they do amazing work and they help many, many people and they helped me for many years. Um, and the third one, I don't know of an exact charity. I, my husband and I talk a lot about winning the lottery, which we never will, but it's almost all given away. We just want to help people. I, I would probably help crisis um, women's shelters and crisis pregnancy centers that are supporting families who make all decisions, um, single moms, single dads. Like it would just be, I, I, we would love, I would love to be able to help more people financially. That would be a dream of mine to be able to do that. I love that. And y'all here on this show, we turn those dreams into reality. So one of my challenges is to figure out this year how you can make some of those dreams come true. Because what's the point of having a dream if you're not going to bring it to fruition? Because the sky is not the limit anymore because we know there's footprints on the moon. So that's right. my challenge to you, Renee. And audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about Renee personally and professionally. And now we're going to jump into the main part of the segment, which I like to call the meat and potatoes because I'm a Southern belle and I love to eat. We're going to spend time talking about pumping, the importance of pumping, how pumping can be beneficial for you, how it could also be for you with the right tools and resources, because sometimes people don't think pumping is for them. They don't think breastfeeding is for them or whatever the case may be. But ask yourself, do you have the necessary tools and resources to be successful on this journey? Or are you allowing certain circumstances to deter you from even giving it a chance? And we have an expert, which is Renee. So Renee, let's start spilling the tea. When you think about pumping and you think about your experience in the field as a lactation consultant, working for WIC, and also being a mother yourself, what are some of the things 
that you were first afraid of whenever you started pumping? Or maybe did they even have pumping, you know, back then? Because my mom said, oh, we didn't have that during my time. And I'm 31. So that was 31 years ago. Right. Well, so they did have pumps back then, actually, all the way back then. And, you know, when I when I first was pumping, we were having a very catastrophic breastfeeding experience um, that I won't go into, but it is actually the reason I became a lactation consultant because I did not receive the help that I needed back then. And I was bound and determined. And that's why I became a doula as well, because I, I, I did not receive the support that I knew that should be out there. And so, so it, it absolutely has shaped my entire life. It's shaped my entire life. So I needed to know more about flange size. I needed to know actually how to use a breast pump. Um, I was so afraid of it because my baby was in such crisis that I didn't get the guidance that I needed. So I think, um, you know, just basic instruction from the beginning would have kept my situation from spiraling the way it did. I didn't have that back then. Unfortunately, now WIC has really changed the, the game on that. You know, Women, Infants, and Children program, it is providing breastfeeding and pumping support for so many families. Um, but there's lots of families who don't receive that. So I just needed, I just needed basic, the basics about pumping that I never even had. So another question here, because you work for a pump company, it is a smaller company in comparison to some of the larger ones. And the market is so saturated with all types of pumps. And like for my, I'm speaking for myself, being a new mom, you're like, oh my gosh, what pump do I choose? How do I know what's the appropriate suction and all of this jazz? And then you're like, okay, let me just pick one. And you, you kind of are working with what your insurance provides, but they may yes. not provide everything. So you're stuck picking from what the insurance has provided based on the DME, y'all, that's the durable medical equipment company that they partner with. And that may not be the best thing for you, or they may not have all the necessary tools and resources because, hey, let's be, let's be mindful here. It's all about dollars. It's all about money. And what's, what is the most beneficial pump out there for the average woman, not really thinking about there may be special circumstances. Yes, yes, absolutely. The DME or the, the insurance plans pick your pump options. But one thing that I want to say is that it we've gotten to a point where, like when I first started in lactation, lots of women didn't have pumps. We didn't have the ACA. We did not have breast pumps be, being given through insurance, um, comp, you know, through your insurance plan. Um, but now we do. And so people think, oh, well, if my pump didn't work for me, I'm out of luck. Let me encourage you, if the pump that you get through your insurance company doesn't work for you, get another one. They're not really that expensive. And the, the amount that you save from pumping, um, from not purchasing formula, will pay off that, that breast pump. Buy the things that you need. Mamas, it's good. You deserve to get those things that will help you have a longer journey, breastfeeding journey. I like that. So what's one thing that swayed you about the company Rumble Tough in comparison to some of the larger companies? Because when I found out about you all, I found out via Instagram and mm -hmm. the Prego Expo, which mm -hmm. I wasn't able to attend um, in person, but y'all were part of the virtual experience. I think 
Oh, uh, maybe two two expos ago. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's and then that, that's when I reached out and I learned so much. So I guess I, my question here is to just tell the audience what swayed you about Rumble Tough and what made it sexy enough for you to work with them. So, so here's the deal. I am virtually unable to work for anyone that I don't believe in. So there is, I, I was approached by other companies and those are pumps that have not, not that, so most pumps are going to work really, really well for moms, but I have this idea of what I want families to have. And so this company encompassed that. And this company um, has a very long motor life, which is important because a lot of families through their insurance, they're only able to get one pump every three years or one pump every five years or one pump a lifetime, which is an absolute women's health issue that is not okay, that needs to be addressed because sometimes you need more than one breast pump in your lifetime. And especially when breast pumps, a lot of pumps are not designed to last that long. So I also with this company am able to connect with people because I do all of the lactation appointments for the company. I need this. My, my life, I need to have connection. I cannot like COVID was hard on me. You know, those, the people on Facebook that were, they were saying, check on those of us who, those of us who are huggers, we're not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> I need the connection, right? And, and I'm, um, one of the things that RumbleTub does is we hang our hats on support. So any RumbleTub user is welcome to schedule as many appointments as they need with me via Zoom. And I love that. You know, we stand behind the quality products that we have. And I, I'm, I love having connections with family. Yes. And that is one thing y'all that I love about Rumble Tough because Renee and I met virtually and mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, my boobs are feeling like they're being pulled. And when I put on the other pump that I was using, it was like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. And it just hurt so bad. I was telling her about my experiences and et cetera. And she's like, have you sized your nipples? And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay get a roller or get this thing yeah. and it was just this amazing experience and ever since I actually got my nipple size now I know what flange size goes with my body type and I'm no longer feeling like my my nipples are elastic I no longer have those nipple tears I'm not like lathering on lanonol cream on my nipples I'm not pasting um ice cubes and ice packs right, right. on my nipples Ow! whereas yes, don't do that <laughs> don't do that Y'all, I mean, trial and error here because I had no idea you weren't supposed to put it on your nipples. You're only supposed to put Ouch. it above. So I was like putting everything on them. I'm like, this freaking hurts. I'm done. But I thought about the benefit for my baby. The key. And you just said something that is really important. You said this, this freaking hurts, right? Nothing about pumping or breastfeeding should hurt. And if you have pain, you need to seek out the help that you need because pain pain is good because pain tells us something's wrong and we need to know if something's wrong, but pain should not, you know, people are like, oh, it hurts for the first couple of weeks and then it gets better. That is a lie. It should not hurt, okay? Pumping or breastfeeding. So get the help that you need. Get the help that you need. Don't be in pain. And I'm glad you said that because that's what a lot of moms stop right there whenever they have the pain mm -hmm. because they're like, this is just unbearable. But I know you have a goodie with you, which is the breeze pump and you're holding up a flange. So can you talk yep. about um, yep. that pump? 
You know, the one thing I don't have right now is our, our um, flange fit ruler. And every breast pump that we have comes with a flange fit ruler. Do you have it? Do you have it? Yes, I have so, it. So I'll hold it up in a few minutes. Oh, right. So it's a die cut um, ruler that measures your nipple diameter. So the importance is, there we go. There it is. I love that thing. That makes the world is, a better place for so many people. It's showing up. That's good. This is what it looks like, y'all. This is the yep. Rumble Tough nipple ruler. And you just kind of put your nipples in the hole and kind of see which one works. And if you get back here and you it doesn't fit, they have options for you too. Yes. So, so our pump comes with a 25 millimeter flange. And so it also comes with a 23 millimeter insert. All pumps come usually with a 24 or 25. And the thing is, is that we what we know is that usually nipples are much smaller than that, right? So, however, you cannot physically pump with a, a, a flange that is too small for you. If your nipple does not fit in the hole, it doesn't work. But you can physically pump with a, a flange that is too large. Not that you should for very long, but with, with thousands and thousands of pumps going out, you can't especially when you're getting them through your insurance company, you can't specifically have a different flange size in each in each box, right? Or or 15 flange sizes in each box because that would be, I mean, global warming is real. We don't need all that plastic in the boxes. So you use that tool and you measure. And when you're, we have to realize that your your breast has an areola, which is the darker part. And then the nipple is in the center of that. And usually the nipple will become erect and kind of stand up a little bit when it's stimulated. And that nipple is what you measure. So if this were your nipple and this were your breast, you would measure right at the base where your nipple and areola meet. And say, for example, you were a 20 millimeter. If you're the diameter of your nipples was 20 millimeters, please note your nipples can be two different sizes. So make sure, make sure you measure both. So then you would want to use a 23 millimeter um, flange. You could even go smaller sometimes um, depending on breast tissue, but normally you would want to use a, a flange that's about three millimeters larger and know that, oh, go. So I want to ask a question here in case the okay. audience is wondering. So what would they do if their nipple sizes were different and they need two different flange sizes? Would Rumble Tough, whenever they decide to check out the breeze, would y'all offer two different flange sizes to accommodate that issue? It no, that doesn't happen. What you do is you buy two sets, and that's across the board for everywhere. Everywhere. So if you had a, if you needed a fifteen on one side and a nineteen on the other, you would buy two sets of each. But hopefully, in your pumping journey, you have two kits anyway. I always like to see parents have two kits because the kit itself needs to be washed with warm soapy water and let to air dry every single time that you use it. That's CDC guidelines. Okay. And if your kit is wet, it will not, it can affect the suction from your pump. So it needs to be completely dry. So I always encourage anyone who's pumping, especially if you're pumping at work or if you're exclusively pumping, have two separate kits and one can be drying while you're using the other. And that way you're, so if you're having, if you have two sets that would be work fabulously with that because you'll have flanges for different, for your different kits. So I think that that's very helpful to have that extra kit. And I know moms are really, they have a really hard time spending money on themselves. Having that extra kit, like I just said earlier, it's going to make your life a little bit easier. And you're going to probably, 
um, for a little bit longer. So it's going to pay for itself. And remember, your, your milk is not just food. It's medicine for your baby. So it's really important. So your, your, your flange, we have everything from a 13 millimeter up to a 40 millimeter. So we have regular plastic flanges like this, and we also have the pump and pow flanges, which are, which are multiple sizes, and you can see those at rumbletuff.com. So we have all of these, and you need to start using your um, pump right away if you need it, but make sure you measure, um, and you need to measure usually after baby is born, and you don't want to breastfeed, like actively breastfeed, and then um, check your nipple size. What you want to do is you want to check your nipple size before you pump or before you um, feed the baby. Oftentimes I will hear, well, my nipples swell when I pump. So how do I know my size? If your nipples are swelling a lot when you're pumping, your flange is too big. Oh, that's a good tip. So I'm glad uh -huh. you mentioned that. And I'm yeah. glad you mentioned the importance of measuring before you breastfeed and pump because that was something that I did not do. So audience, take that pointer so you won't be like me and be in pain. Another thing cool that I like about my breeze and the Rumble Tough that I got was it also comes with a two for one. So not only do you get the breeze pump, but you also do get another handheld pump. Yes, what what Renee is holding up. Yes. So with the Rumble Tough, you you um get the the manual handle kit, which is the manual diaphragm and the handle so that your regular kit can be converted to a manual pump. And it's a fantastic manual pump because there's two different suction levels and because the um, dial on the top, and I know we're going to have a podcast, so it's not everybody's going to be able to see that, but you can check it out at rumbletuff.com. But that dial on the top, you can open and close that vent so that you can make sure that the full comp hand compression is the suction that is most comfortable for you. And that's where you should be pumping. You, the, the general rule, and, and, and the general rule is that you should be pumping at the highest level of suction you can use without having any pain. That, please note, if something different works for you, do it. Because there are no hard and fast rules for pumping at all. Everybody is different. Um, your oxytocin release is different, your nipples are different, your baby's different. So there are guidelines, but they're not hard and fast rules. I love that. And another question I had in mind is power pumping. What are your thoughts on power pumping and does it really help increase milk supply and output? It really can help, um, especially for um, um, families that are going long periods of time between pumping, which is not a good idea uh, usually. Um, what it does, it's going to help increase your prolactin level. And so one thing that, hold on a minute, let's define power pumping. How about that? So power pumping means that you take an hour once a day, usually once a day, and you pump on and off and on and off for that one hour. And there are guidelines to say, start pumping for 20 minutes, take off 20 minutes, pump for, I'm so sorry, pump for 20 minutes, rest for 10 minutes, pump for 10 minutes, rest for 10 minutes, you know, go back and forth like that. I don't think it has to be that specific. I think uh, oftentimes I will tell families to, like if, if you're old school and you're watching a, a TV program that has commercials, you can pump during the program and not pump during the commercials, just so that you're going on and off and on and off, and that's going to help increase your milk supply. But remember that the first pumping session of that one hour period, you're going to get more milk 
during that session and the, the consecutive sessions that you have during that one hour, you can't expect to get a whole lot of milk those times. It's not about getting a whole lot of milk. It's about removing that milk, removing extra milk so your body is triggered to make more milk. And um, I think that is a great way if you're struggling with milk supply, I think doing that for four, five, six days in a row is a great idea. And then cutting it back to like every other day for a while and see if you're maintaining your supply. And then every three days, kind of wean yourself off of that. Um, I have a sweet, sweet cousin who pumped exclusively for her first baby. And she would do her power hour about once every week. And it would help her maintain her supply. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Okay, awesome. And then the last question before we jump into the CTA. So what are your thoughts on helping a woman regain the boost in her milk supply? Like, for example, her menstrual cycle started, she saw a dip in her milk supply or um, life happened. She, her body is going through stress, whether it's environmental, mental, physical, spiritually, or whatnot. She sees a dip in her milk supply. She's tried the lactation cookies, the lactation teas, and all of that jazz. What would be your go-to being an expert in the field for so long? So with a cycle starting, sometimes that, that that's just hormonal and adding some extra pumping in before it starts and is a good idea. Sometimes that the addition of more estrogen in your body can just cause a, a loss of milk supply. So sometimes that is um, reversible and sometimes it is not. But if it's just a general loss for like a longer period of time without removing milk or stress, things like that, um, I, the fact is you have to remove milk in order to make milk. There's no pill that you're going to take, no cookie you're going to eat, no tea you're going to drink that is going to increase your milk supply if you're not removing more, more milk. Um, and so, it, and this is based on somebody who had a good milk supply before. There are people that have insufficient glandular tissue that don't have the ability to make a full milk supply. And they're still rock star families and rock star moms because breastfeeding does not make you a better mom. It's a great decision, but you are fantastic and wonderful and fabulous no matter how you feed your baby. Okay. So. Um, if you have had a good milk supply and it has, you've seen a decrease, I think power pumping is a great thing to throw in there. Um, if you have a really compromised baby or a really compromised milk supply, I would suggest that you do triple feeding, which is something that needs to be guided by a lactation consultant. See somebody go. There's not an easy fix. And, and there are so many different reasons why milk supply may go down. Be very careful taking the advice of other families on Facebook because their situation may not be yours and that can be a dangerous thing to do and it can cause a lot of oppression and a lot of sadness. Go see a lactation consultant, somebody that knows what she's doing so that she can guide you in your, your best practice, whatever it is for your body and your situation. We're worth it. And if you use a Rumble Tough breast pump, you can get a hold of me free of charge because that's part of the benefit of um, using a Rumble Tough. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing that, y'all. And I'm just going to put myself out there. I saw three lactation consultants before being discharged from the hospital and two 
when I got home and asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength because your baby needs you and you also need to be sane. When you are sane, whole and well, your baby's going to be sane, whole and well, because they feel that energy and that vibe. And you also want to make sure you're in a conducive environment. Now we're going to jump into the CTA the call to action. So Renee, what is your call to action for all the mamas out there, all the parents and et cetera, to be that advocate for pumping. And there's a new app, um, act out there that was passed the pumping app, I believe. Yes. Yes. I, you know what, my call to action is support those around you and, and help them find the support that they need. Families out there with the breastfeeding parent needs the other parent to do the dishes and do the laundry and make food, protect the, the breastfeeding dyad. They need that time. Our culture is very, very strange where we are expecting these, these breastfeeding parents to get right back to work or right back to taking care of the family, you know, the day after um, the day after the baby's born. Like we see, you know, whatever one of the princesses come out and they have the baby four hours after they have the baby. It's ridiculous. Stay home, protect that breastfeeding dyad, help that person find the support that they need, be the support that they need, um, help them get the tools that they need, rub their feet, take, change those diapers, do the things, get, you know what, and, and, um, Breastfeeding parents that need a break from their babies are not bad parents. If you need that time to fill your soul and to find your peace, take it. And the people around you need to help you with that if possible. Yeah, that's the best piece of advice. And Renee, tell the audience how they could connect with you. What's the website? Where do you primarily hang out on social media? Okay, so you can find me at rumbletuff.com. Um, it's R-U-M-B-L-E-T-U-F-F.com. And if you go to this website, you can click on Lactation Consultant. It's one of the top little tabs there. You can find information about me um, at, uh, well, I work at Covenant Chiropractic and Wellness in Jefferson City, Missouri. If you're local, you can come see me here. Um, we do specialize in oral restrictions and have lots of extra care here. So um, you can also, if you have questions, you can email me at Renee Dave, Davis at rumbletuff.com. Um, that's my email address, or you can schedule an appointment. If you want to think about buying a RumbleTuff or using RumbleTuff, you can schedule an appointment to discuss that with me as well before you even make the decision. And there you have it, folks. You just heard the one and only Renee Davis with Rumble Tough. She Mm -hmm. is a lactation consultant and she has years of experience in the field. So make sure you connect with her, follow her journey, go to rumbletuff.com and share this information with other people in your community because it's powerful when we come together in unity. And lastly, but not least, Don't forget to ask questions. Asking questions is a sign of strength. I'm going to stress that again, not a weakness. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. You could see the video to this by going to YouTube and typing in Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And my big ask, ASK, is for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship because it does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement behind 
the show, which is to promote content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in the need for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So if that resonates with you, reach out to me via email. All the info will be in the show notes down below. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you're an asset, not a liability, and you were created on purpose, for a purpose, as a masterpiece. So own it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.